And so this is the final thing that's causing the whole overgrown children thing. And he basically says that when parents go through this, as I said, in point one, they go through this, I'm sacrificing what I'm interested in so my kids can have a better life. It's so often what we do, right? It's a, it's a common story. We sacrifice for you. He says, that doesn't help your children because all they do is they mimic what they see and they go do the same thing. Josh Hodge, um, so in 18 Lost, very good example of this, Josh Hodge, chapter six, just before mine, talks about he looked at his dad, he looked at his brothers, he came to the conclusion that, oh, people don't do what they're really interested in. They just do like a, a realistic kind of solid job. And he formed this idea he writes about, and it's what influenced him to study for like more than five years in the end, seven years, things he wasn't really interested in. And he's still grappling with that conditioning now. And we're 27. So what's is like very spot on here. He goes, when you um, chase your interests and things you're passionate about, I know that can often be very generic kumbaya advice, but he goes, your, that's your children see that, then they adopt that. He goes, you should live for yourselves, not for your children and on, onload the burden onto them to be fulfilled. You should do that. And by your example, your children will follow. But because that's people think the opposite way, that again propagates that effect of then you get, you know, that's why you get such large portions of the population not feeling motivated in what they do because they inherit this expectation that you don't really get that true utility, how you feel about work. So that's, that's five key factors and obviously extends into the next three episodes, but it's, it's, it's very, very powerful stuff. Joe, just quickly, yeah. What what are some of the um, key characteristics of someone that's sort of delaying moving into the adult world? For example, we use the reference of when we're when we're at university and we're just sort of obviously living at home and just studying, going through the motions and drinking, et cetera, et cetera. What do you do? You know any examples come to you off the top of your head of people well, that? Some, yeah. Well, there there are some people who are at university but are seizing life let's be clear mm. i just know that i wasn't and from what you've shared you you weren't same with me enough. yeah and yeah. seizing life is a matter of degree there's no black and white distinction i'm sure yes but i think that like i'm working on a blog piece that's taken me a while called the 25 list there's just this idea of like a more holistic set of things to to tick off before the age of 25 and learning and working on things is is part of it and i think it's not delaying and going on the most direct route possible to what matters to you, for example, but also just this posture of making the most of things. And it results in a feeling of, well, it's the opposite of six out of 10 life. That makes sense. Six out of 10 life is probably the classic thing for someone who's in the West. And that's that I'm just existing. Mm. I'm just existing is... I'm just pretty, existing. pretty significant when it comes to those early university years when you start doing it, you're not really enjoying it. And mm. then you sort of look to what everyone else is doing and you persist through it simply because, or you either, either for myself at least, I haven't, hadn't really questioned, you know, what I was doing or where I was going. And you just, you just live in that, that feeling of, it's almost like a, it's just a very dull feeling. It's incredibly dull. It's a terrible feeling, especially because you think it's normal. 
Or you think it's normal. Sorry. You think it's the best it gets very often. You think this is just how life is. This is adult world. I was warned. It's not as fun as school. It's not as carefree. Well, that's how I felt anyway. Yeah. Like there's, there's no, like, this is what really living, you know, looks like. Okay. Obviously I feel like I'm, I'm really living now, but I don't know how helpful that is to people. I, I just think that you feel like what you're spending time on is meaningful. Mm. When it's social interactions with friends, you don't leave away feeling, well, I just went to that for the sake of it. You feel like, yeah, that was, God, that was great. You know, mm. like I didn't just go out and drink because that's what we do and whatever. It wasn't even that good a time. Like I went out, we had a few drinks. What a laugh, what a memory. Mm. And I travel and we have these memories. Maybe I think I've always thought that when you look back, you measure life in memories. So if you look back and you're proud of the memories you've gathered, again, that's very, that's very low risk. But, you know, it's at the early stage, if it's early career especially, it, it normally looks like seizing opportunities, right? Really, really trying things and, and just not half-assing anything you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like trying a bunch of things but not really half-assing them, like, trying a bunch of things, whether it's travel, whether it's, you know, work opportunities, whether it's projects and, and cause it will keep changing over time. Right. So at the moment, I think it's pretty dumb. If you're 18 to 25, you don't try your own sort of project basic thing. I even stay away from the term side hustle, which seems like this thing you got to tick away at until it becomes your full time. I mean, something that opens up learning and discovery and flexes your abilities you know, the classic we say in constant students, the podcasts and writing habits, you know, easiest examples, what we're doing right now. And uh, yeah, it's just the idea that any of this should wait is ridiculous. The problem is it's common. So it happens. I think we talked about when we, the intangible feeling you get when you're in a good place in your life is when you get to, I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was discussing it with you when you get to Friday Say you worked, I was describing to you how I felt working Monday to Friday. You get to Friday and you're like, oh, what do I do now? Because the, the time is just gone because you're yeah. engaged in yeah. what you're doing. And through also, that. you're not just jubilant when it's Friday and depressed when it's Sunday night is not yeah. a good barometer to. Well, yeah, you always get a feeling, oh, it's Friday. What am I, I, I going to do? Because yeah. you've been so engaged. It's yeah, almost exactly. the opposite. It is the opposite, actually, for me, yeah. which is a bit sad. Maybe I'm just a loser. <laughs> yeah it's fascinating but you know better to live in a uh, reality and it's scary to think about what's ideas here so we'll continue with that tomorrow when we talk about faculty people cultivate a studied mediocrity <laughs> so you, a bit of a mouthful <laughs> bit of a mouthful see you tomorrow for that